8, 7, 6, 5, five. 4, engine ignition, 2, 1, 0. And liftoff. As the countdown to Mars continues, the perseverance of humanity launching the next generation of robotic explorers to the Red Planet. On July 30th, 2020, the newest Mars rover named Perseverance blasted off on a six-month journey to the Red Planet. Next week, we'll talk about what the mission hopes to accomplish and how it will move around on Mars. Today on Pulsar, we will discuss one of the most significant hurdles left before Perseverance starts its mission, landing safely on the surface of Mars. Thanks to Facebook Boston for supporting this episode of Pulsar. I'm your host, Eric O'Day, an educator at the Museum of Science Boston, and my guest today is David Way, a NASA aerospace engineer who has lots of experience getting robots down to the surface of the Red Planet. David, thank you so much for joining me today. Glad to be here. Thanks for having me. So we get asked all the time, how do I get to work for NASA? So tell us about your background and how you got started as an engineer. Sure. So I've been at NASA now for almost 20 years. But that's really actually my second career. Oddly enough, my first career was as a submarine officer in the Navy. So I did that for a while and then uh, went back to graduate school and started working at NASA. And it's been uh, really exciting ever since. When I was young, you know, just graduating from high school, I don't think you could actually have a job where your description was, I help land things on Mars. So it's uh, pretty cool that I kind of wound up being a part of this, and that's what's really exciting. Now, nothing in spaceflight is easy, but landing a spacecraft on Mars is notoriously difficult. So a lot of people asked us, what is it about Mars that makes getting to the surface so hard? Yeah, it is really hard, and it's scary, and it's one of the most dangerous parts of the whole mission. I guess it really starts with the fact that you have almost a three-ton spacecraft traveling incredibly fast when it gets to Mars. We're doing almost 23,000 miles an hour, well over 24 times the speed of sound. So we're literally acting like a meteor, and you've got to survive that. What makes Mars even more especially challenging is this kind of perfect storm of the atmosphere being incredibly thin. It's about 100 times thinner than Earth's atmosphere. And so you'd really like to have some of that atmosphere help you slow down. It does, but it doesn't help us as much as maybe Earth's atmosphere would. You can't ignore it, and it's not helping you as much. That makes it a real challenging game of how can we slow down before we run out of altitude. So the first step to landing a robot on Mars is use the atmosphere to slow way, way down. Yeah, absolutely. And we'll actually lose about 99% of our kinetic energy just through that interaction with the atmosphere. So it's very efficient, which engineers love, right? But it comes at a cost, and that cost is the incredible amount of heat that's generated. We're traveling at hypersonic speeds, and it just envelops the whole spacecraft in plasma. And it can heat the heat shield up to like about 1,100 watts per square inch. That's the first step that you have to do is you have this beautiful rover that we've built that's very complex and we want to take care of it and we've got to protect it in this aeroshell and hopefully survive that very extreme environment. So assuming you've survived the superheated plasma, where do you go from there? So we start with that aeroshell. When we slow down as much as we can, 
we're still doing almost a thousand miles an hour. We're still at about 36,000 feet. And we've got to do something because we're still going supersonic. And the answer is a parachute. Parachutes are great for helping you slow down. They don't weigh a whole lot, but we've got that added complexity of trying to do that in a supersonic flow field. These parachutes are pretty risky, but they do a great job. And then they'll slow us down to about 200 miles an hour. On Earth, a parachute will slow you down enough for a nice, gentle splashdown in the ocean, or you see these guys that parachute into the stadiums and they land upright on their feet. But at Mars, again, because the atmosphere is so thin, we're still doing you know faster than a race car on the parachute. And so that's just not enough. Still too fast for a nice soft landing. So how will Perseverance finish the journey down to the surface? The final step then is we've got to do something else. And we use rocket engines to do the final propulsive descent down to the surface. So the journey starts with a rocket blasting the rover away from the Earth and ends with a rocket gently lowering the rover onto Mars. It does. It starts with a rocket and ends. That's a good way to put it. A lot of people asked us where the rover will land on Mars. So what's the target area and how accurate will the landing be? The landing site that we're aiming for is named Jezero Crater. And the scientists are extremely excited about exploring Jezero because it has this beautiful delta formation, which is like the uh, Mississippi River Delta or the Nile Delta. These features form when you have a river flowing into a lake. And so we're trying to land right at the edge of this delta. Our footprint that we expect to land in is about four and a half miles across, which is very small for having traveled that far. Four and a half miles. I'd call that a bullseye. That's a bullseye. We're trying to land within about two miles of the target point. Jezero Crater, though, it's a very dangerous place to land. It's the most dangerous place on Mars that we've ever attempted before. In fact, it was on the list last time around for the Curiosity rover as a potential landing site, and it was completely thrown off the table just because it was too dangerous. And so this time we're going to try it. So what is it about Jezero that makes it so dangerous to land there? What makes it more dangerous is the terrain. The edge of that delta is an 80-meter cliff. So we have large slopes that are in our landing zone. We have large rocks. It's a very rocky place. We can see a lot of rocks in the area. And there are some sand traps, for lack of a better word. There's some areas that we see some sand ripples that we could land safely in but the rover would have a hard time driving out of. And likewise, there's a big crater. We call it Kilometer Crater. It's a very distinctive feature in this delta. If we landed in the middle of that crater, we could land safe, but we couldn't drive out. The sides are too steep. That's a lot of things to avoid. If it was too dangerous for Curiosity to try and land there in 2012, what makes it possible for Perseverance to try this time? What's allowing us to do this this time around is a technology that we call terrain relative navigation. And really what that means is for the first time at Mars, we're going to land with our eyes open. We're taking a camera and that camera is going to be taking images as we descend on the parachute. And we have a computer on board the rover that's going to be processing those images to figure out where we are. And once we know exactly where we are, We'll know where this big crater is, and we'll know where those inescapable hazards are. And we can choose a spot that's nearby that we can reach with our rocket engines to target. 
So instead of landing wherever, Perseverance has an active system that lets it aim for a safe spot as it gets close to the surface. Absolutely. That's exactly how it works. It has a map on board where we've colored each of the pixels and say how safe or how dangerous this particular spot is. And so it'll figure out where it is. It'll look on its map and it'll say, okay, this one's the best spot nearby. And you have to program the rover to do this on its own because Mars is too far away for humans to help during any part of this process. That is what makes it really challenging and makes the vehicle very complex is the one-way light time. Mars is just so far away. It takes about 20 minutes for the radio signals to get to Earth. The entire landing sequence from the top of the atmosphere to placing the rover on its wheels on Mars takes seven minutes. And so the whole thing's over before we even know about it. The vehicle has to operate completely autonomously for the entire sequence. This terrain relative navigation is going to help us do that. And so to wrap up, while we were having our virtual launch viewing party for Perseverance, we got a lot of questions, but also just a lot of excitement that we were watching something as cool as a robot being launched to another planet. Do you still get that feeling? I do. I I get that feeling all the time. I mean... It's kind of funny, particularly in these days, we're all working from home. So here we are in our houses preparing to land a robot on another planet. I take almost like a virtual trip to Mars just about every day. And every once in a while I do, I sit back and I think, wow, I think I know more about Mars than I do Earth. <laughs> that's, that's kind of strange. Well, David, thanks so much for answering all our questions about landing a robot on Mars. And from everybody at the Museum of Science, good luck with Perseverance landing next year. Oh, thank you very much. Perseverance is scheduled to land on Mars on Thursday, February 18th, 2021. Be sure to follow the Museum of Science on social media to find out how to watch along with us. In the meantime, you can step outside on any clear night for the next few months and spot Mars shining bright in the southern sky. Next week, we'll talk to another NASA engineer about what Perseverance will do after it lands on Mars and how you drive a robot on the surface of another world. If you have questions about Mars exploration, you can email them to us at sciencequestions at mos.org and we'll answer them on an upcoming episode. Until next time, keep asking questions. <laughs>